Hello, this is Tina, and welcome to another episode of Patrons and Partnerships, a podcast produced by the Library Partnership. Today we have a special guest from Pace Center. Would you mind please introducing yourself? Hi, my name is Anthony J. Pierce. I am the Community Engagement Manager at Pace Center for Girls here in Alachua County. And how did you become the Community Engagement Manager at Pace Center? I have worked with nonprofits, specifically with the demographic that we work with for quite some time, since 2006. I've loved outreach. I've loved connecting the community to a mission and just finding a way Because, of course, with nonprofits, you have things you have to do by way of a mission. And because I work with kids, these are the things we have to do. How can we make this something that the kids want to do? So that's something I've just really loved doing for quite some time, to be something for someone I wish I had when I was their age. So a long history of serving youth and community led me to this position. And you talked about the demographics of the people that you work with. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Of course. So we serve as students, grades 6 through 12th. We are all-girls school, Pay Center for Girls, of course. And we look at students who are resilient in a different kind of way. You have to have at least three different risk factors, which varies on the gambit of things to look for that any student can have. And so we just look at ways that we can support a student holistically with academics, with their social services, and a model that is strength-based, trauma-informed, and gender-responsive. Okay. Can you talk about the risk factors that you mentioned? So the risk factors vary. They can look like uh, needing academic support, if there is some mental health challenges, parental incarceration, low socioeconomic, physical health issues. It's a number of things. Okay. Do the students apply to attend PACE? They do. So part of my job is recruitment, and that looks like me going to schools, to after-school programs, to faith-based communities, any place that has youth to educate them about what the program looks like and what the application process looks like. But students can call in. We They can uh, self-refer online. There's our, on our website, you can fill out the information. It comes to us, and then we're able to contact you. Okay. And then the, does it involve parental approval after once they're selected? Absolutely. So whoever that guardian is, is the one that is required for them to be able to sign them up to be a, a participant of our program. Um, can you talk a little bit more about some of the programs and services that PACE provides? Absolutely. So one side of the house, if you will, is our academics. So we are a year-round school that provides the class schedules that any student would have at any other school. We have the same standardized testing that they would be required to take at their traditional schools. We are also able to graduate students from PACE. We have a beautiful graduation at the Cade Museum every summer. It's a milestone for a lot of our students. On our social service side, all of our students are connected to a counselor. So we're able to say, from a trauma-informed standpoint, we know the difference between if a student has their head down because they just don't want to engage, or if they had a rough evening because something took place in the home, or is it seasonal depression? You know, what does that look like? When we look at holistic services, we really look at what does a child need to be in a position to learn and to grow. So. 
if that's food in the home, if it's glasses, if it's braces, if it's family counseling, it's helping the parent get connected to resources that can help them with their employment or you name it, we figure out a way to make sure our students have access to it so that all they have to worry about is learning. As the community engagement manager, you must go out into the community a lot and work with other partners and agencies on a regular basis. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So anytime there is a place where they're saying, hey, this is for community resources, we try to show up there. Whether that's something that we are invited to from the community, if it's something that University of Florida or Santa Fe might be hosting, the city might be hosting, if it's something that we're spearheading, anywhere we know the community is going to be, we try to insert ourselves there to let people know we are a resource and what those resources look like. Do you ever do programming in libraries, like go into the uh, library or, you know, smaller agencies, not not group events, just to talk to the kids as you do when you go into the schools? Yes, I just had a meeting recently where I was educated about the various programs that are offered here in our library systems. I was told that here at Library Partnership, you have a good number of middle school students who come here. I actually stopped by earlier this week and saw the students for myself. I just kind of want to observe, so I sat in the parking lot and I walked around inside and was able to see the things that were explained to me during our meeting. And so the goal is to come up with a type of activity that we can bring here to the students that would be engaging for them, but also be a segue to introduce PACE in our services. And this could be an amazing referral system for us while also serving the community that's right in our back door. I agree. I mean, I think a lot of people don't know. We're a very small community branch, but on a regular basis after school, we may get anywhere from, I would say, 30 to 60 kids after school that it's a safe place for them to come. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are told to come here by their parents after school and wait to be picked up after, you know, until the parent or guardian gets out of work or until they get home and then the kids that are able to walk home. So it would be, I think, really beneficial to have, you know, you come in and have conversations with them. But that's an aside. <laughs> no, I want you to know, like, this week I started drafting. What are some activities? Because I want to see what the demographic looked like mm-hmm. here to see, gauge maybe what their interests would be. Is mm-hmm. it mainly boys? Is it mainly girls? Is it good? But it was very eclectic with the number and the types of students that showed up. So with that being said, I wanted to create some type of activity that would speak to the masses. And I just needed to see what that looked like first. So I'm actually really excited about, I'll send you a proposal okay, about great. some ideas <laughs> that we have. And of course, get your feedback because you work with them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then just advertising to the students ahead of time. Hey, later on this week, we have this activity taking place. You know, bring some snacks, something like that. Because you feed them, they'll come. Oh, I, absolutely. <laughs> what is what is your philosophy about engaging with the students? What is your driving I guess, mission in how you engage with the students? I believe that it needs to be a student's first approach. And so it's a matter of looking at what interests they have. It's a, I need to know what kind of music they listen to, what their language is. What I would wear to work with them would be very different from what I would wear to work on a normal basis because I want to be as approachable and relatable as possible. I bring a lot of youthful energy when I'm getting ready to interact with the students. And so if we're playing music, I'm dancing with you too. And I want to do activities and things that they're going to want to do. Not 
I don't want to come to push an agenda. My agenda is to connect with you and for you to walk away feeling like you had a good time. And hopefully you learn something in the process. And as far as the mission of PACE, can you inform us about that? Yes. So with our mission, we want to take a strength-based, trauma-informed, gender-responsive approach to make sure that we holistically serve the needs of girls who are survivors of trauma and things that uh, you need additional support for. We want to be there for them. We want to create a space where they feel safe to express themselves, safe to explore things by way of strengths, to learn new things, to learn what does it mean to have life skills, to be essentially, when you leave PACE, we want to make sure that you're ready to be a contributing member of our society and what can we do by way of resources to help you get there. We have mentorship connections, girls leadership council, there's a scholarship at Santa Fe specifically set aside for our students to make sure that these barriers that initially existed, we can look at dismantling those together. One of our recent graduates, first generation college student is the position she's in now and that's because we connected her with um, her counselor actually connected her with a school out of state sent some tapes because she played basketball and got a basketball scholarship we took her to the airport we had people meet her there once she got to the state she's in Alabama and her counselor drove a van full of supplies she needed for her dorm to make sure that, hey, we're going to help you get settled and you have all the stuff that you need because that's what that particular student needs. We go above and beyond for our students to make sure that they are in a position to be successful. That's amazing. That's a really great story. So how much contact do you have with the students after they graduate and once they're into the world outside of PACE? Well, we say once a PACE girl, always a PACE girl. And our transition services team reaches out to each one of those students at least once a month for a year. Hey, we're here, what do you need? That has looked like homework help, that has looked like helping them study for standardized testing or applying to get into school or you need clothes for an interview or doing interview prep or transportation to an interview, supporting your parents. We offer those services, career fairs. We've we've done it all to make sure that once you graduate or transition because if you graduate from us and you're an adult that's great we're still here but if you went from seventh to eighth grade we're also still here as you're matriculating through the school system but again it our doors are never closed to any of our pace grads what you were just talking about you mentioned finding the resources and you do referrals as well you must have very strong connections with your partner agencies do you have particular people that you that you work with regularly where they are exclusively working with you? Or like, tell me how the Santa Fe program, uh, the connection with Santa Fe College works. So on a broader note, we don't have anyone that we limit ourselves, that we say we exclusively work with them because our students have so many needs. We don't want to limit what help looks like for them. So we make sure we utilize community resources that are available on the internet, but forming personal relationships so that we have a warm body that we know we can have a direct contact versus making a general phone call. And if that's how the relationship starts, by all means, we're going to start it that way. 
When it comes down to Santa Fe, we have someone who set aside a particular amount of money to support students by way of scholarship. And so it has looked like uh, one student in particular who graduated in August, she was able to get her CNA paid for as well as her being a phlebotomist. And so it's a matter of when we see that student who has a desire to have that particular field or certification, some type of license, we make sure that we connect them to the resources to make that happen. I know. You, you've, have you been to any of the quarterly meetings with the Resource Center? Yeah. And oh, yeah. that they are also, it's not necessarily that they're working with a specific person, but once they develop a relationship with a person at a, a different agency, it's they know that they can contact that person. And like you said, right. it's a warm body that they're, they're connecting to that already knows some of the history and background of what the process is. And exactly. So I was just curious about that, whether I know that there's so many agencies and Gainesville and Alachua County that you could work with. um. Like even like I met Cherie Kelly through here, but once she transitioned to work with the city, she said, hey, I want to make sure that the city is here to support PACE. So we're working on setting up a meeting, and that's after we saw each other at a different community resource meeting at the downtown Santa Fe College. So we are all about creating relationships, but maintaining the relationships and following them even when they move from one agency to another. I agree. Like I very often get program ideas and podcast interview ideas by attending different events throughout the community with the different agencies. Right. Yeah. Do you have any upcoming events or application deadlines, any occasions that are coming up that you would like to talk about? So because it's the holidays and we are a student and family focused organization, all of our students are able to receive turkeys, you know, for the holidays. And a couple agencies have reached out to adopt some families for Thanksgiving to make sure that they can do more of the full spread for them. We have some donors by way of TNT Impact who ensure that each of our students get a $200 Amazon wish list, that they're able to create a holiday wish list of things so that they're able to have presents wrapped and a catered lunch and all of those things. So nothing that's open to the community, but that's specific and hits close to home for our students. The holidays is a really special time for us. By way of application deadlines, we have rolling admissions because we are year-round school. So you can just paycenter.org and be able to click on the Alachua drop-down and be able to reach out to us that way. I mean, we're call us. Um, I get text messages. I get phone calls and sometimes referral partners to say, hey, I got you on speakerphone with a parent that's interested. It's impromptu. All right, well, let's talk about pace or I'll meet them at teen court or at their church. I've met students on their lunch break at McDonald's. Life is already hard, and it shouldn't be hard to help. So we try to make help easy for our students. It should be accessible to them as well as their families. So you have the rolling admission. Are the graduations set at specific times of the year? Yes, so our graduation is always in August because we look at making sure they have as much time as possible, the summer included, to reach their graduation requirements, but in enough time to be able to start the fall semester. So there may be students that finish their coursework prior to August, but then the graduation is... mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, Interesting. And even we open it up where you graduated at Eastside High School in June, but you still are a pace girl. Again, once a pace girl, always a pace girl. So if you want to walk in our graduation, you can too. 
That's great. I noticed on the website there are pictures of the graduation. The website's actually very nicely laid out. and. Thank you. We try to be user-friendly and aesthetically pleasing and capture real moments so you have a good idea of what it's like to quote-unquote go here, if you will. And even using our Facebook and our Instagram and our stories and posts and our newsletters to see what's taking place on a regular basis because we're really grateful that we have such a giving community that supports our students and we want them to see where their dollars and their time and talent and treasure goes towards on a regular basis when it comes to us handling those resources with fidelity and that it goes to the students. This has been really informative. I've known of Pace Center for I knew it was there, and I know some of the kids that have come here that attended PACE. I didn't know all of the information, though, that you've been talking about, so I appreciate it. And is there anything else that you would like to add, anything else that you would like to talk about? I would say that this is a really good time to think about referring students to PACE as we're entering the holidays. A lot of times, Hallmark and commercials have us thinking the holidays are such a whimsical time with family and friends and loved ones. But for a lot of students out there, the holidays are hard. It reminds them of the family they don't have or the food they don't have, the presents that they don't have. And it can just be hard. It can be a very sad time. It can be lonely, and that can even cause them to act out. So we would encourage adults to just take notice of those students who might be a little quieter around this time to figure out why and what the holiday means to them versus how it's been commercialized or could very well authentically mean to us who are in more fortunate circumstances. Is there an attendance limit? I mean, how large is the pay center? How many students can you accept at one time? So we are required to carry a census of 53 students. However, it's very difficult to tell students no when you see the circumstances they come from. So we try to cap it out at like 57 or so, 60 if we're really pushing it, depending on our uh, staff capacity at the time. And then since you do have a rolling admission and people graduate, do you have, it seems like it must, it's not hard to continue to include new students on a regular basis. We had two admissions last week. So we definitely take students anytime they're saying like, hey, it makes sense for them to come. And so when a student comes, we allow them to do a tour with their guardian. And there's a time where they talk to the guardian as an individual, the student as an individual, as well as them collectively. We want them to see what the program is like, thus the tour. If there's still a little bit of hesitancy on either side, we just want to make sure that the student is as comfortable as possible and that we can best serve that particular student because we want what's best for the child, not about, again, us pushing an agenda. We offer a shadow day. So it's, well, let me come and see what it would be like to spend the day as a pay student. We give you a schedule. We have you connect with the student buddy, with our girls' leadership council, because you don't want to worry about, I come to the lunchroom, am I going to sit by myself? Or where am I going to sit in class? Is anyone going to talk to me? That student greets you at the start of the morning and you know welcomes you and gives you their own tour. Because initially, the staff gives you a tour, this is pace and this is that. But it's different when a student is telling you, this is Mr. Anthony, yeah, this is his title, but this is what I go to him for. And for a student to show another student how they see PACE, for them to see 
this is my home and these are my family members, it's different. It creates a different connection. And so afterwards, we, you know, do Q&A, we check in with the staff, we check in with the guardian, you know, to figure out what type of feedback that they get from the student from their day, just to make sure collectively this is the best fit for them and at this time, because the right thing at the wrong time isn't beneficial to anyone. With us having such a limited number of spots for all of Alachua County, we want to make sure that we have students that come to us prepared to change. That's why our mascot is a butterfly. We say they come to us as caterpillars, pace is a cocoon, and they fly away as beautiful butterflies. But we want to make sure that time of transformation is appropriate for them. We have nine guiding principles. One of them is embrace growth and change. And we just want to make sure, again, you are ready to embrace that growth so that you can change in a way with least resistance and you can get as far as possible to fully utilize the resources that we are giving you in this particular opportunity. Are the other guiding principles listed on the website? Mm-hmm. Hopefully that will intrigue the listeners to go check out the website and look at the other opportunities. And <laughs> I will also add with our nine guiding principles, they are tied to curriculum. With our Spirited Girls, that's how students get their elective credits. But also each month is a focus on a different guiding principle. But when it comes down to prom, prom is open to all of our students, grades 6 through 12. The middle school students vote on Pace Princess, the high school students vote on Pace Queen, and they act as our official ambassadors in addition to our Girls Leadership Council. So, for instance, they wore their crown and sash in the UF Homecoming Parade, and when I do tours and if I need someone to come with me to speak at a school or something like that. But for prom, instead of like prettiest eyes or best dress, is Miss Embrace Growth and Change, is Miss Honor the Female Spirit miscreate partnerships and I won't list all the extra so that your listeners can go check them out because we want to focus on inner character as opposed to outer beauty or anything that's superficial and the things that social media often put at the forefront of a teenage girl's mind. So the sounds like the students are very involved in some of the outreach as well. Absolutely because when I do for instance out We do academic assemblies where I'll ask the social service team of a school to create a list of students who, based on truancy or things that you know is going on in the home, their academics, who do you know could potentially benefit from PACE? And so I'll come to the school. We'll pull them during their lunch period. I give them pizza because, of course, who doesn't like pizza as opposed to having to eat the school lunch? And I do a quick prezi, but I do that with a student. And so I'll bring a student that went to that school or um, is at least of that school age. It's one thing for me to come in and give a pitch as an adult, but it's different for you to do a Q&A with a pay student that you feel can relate to you because they walk the hallways that you're currently walking and they made that choice for themselves, to choose themselves, to say this is my time to embrace growth and change in my life to see what I can do to be the best I can be to reach my full potential. That sounds very empowering. Yeah, we, we like to look at it as that. The students, they realize that I've grown to a point where it's okay for me to miss school because my academics are on point, or it's okay for me to go out and be an ambassador for my school because my behavior reflects this. My personal growth journey has got me to a point where I can say, hey, I deserve to go out there and speak to students and in front of principals or deans or counselors to talk about my pride for my school, for my Pace family. 
And, of course, we make sure we reward them with a good lunch while we're out and about. So it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a responsibility-building endeavor. I'm being trusted to bear this responsibility, and I'm willing to take it, sort of. Ironically enough, we have various stages that students can earn. And so on the stage of responsibility is when you're able to go on field trips because you want to tie them to things. So it's opportunity, dignity, serenity, grace, responsibility, and each stage has a different perk, if you will, that comes with it. But they have to work through a book with their counselor to make sure that their academics as well as their mental health and those more social service goals are being met. And with those requirements being met, enjoy the perks. Well, that sounds fascinating. I wish that I had had an opportunity to go to a school like that when I was growing up. I think we all <laughs> we all feel that way. I know I would have loved it myself. So one thing in closing, is there anything that, that you need from the community to help support Pace Center? One would be to help educate the community about what we offer and who we serve. Donations are always welcome. We work with a population who are very appreciative for the things that we provide. So even with the Christmas list that I made mention of, to see them put down gifts for their grandmother or for their nieces and their nephews, um, for their siblings, for their parents, they're some of the most resilient, brilliant, loving kids who are super appreciative for the opportunities that they're given. And so any way that community partners want to support that mission would be beautiful. Um, And donations don't just include finances, but if you want to cater a lunch one day or you have internship or job opportunities for our students or for even for their parents or you want to come in and do a workshop to educate our students about something that gives them a different tool in their toolbox to use as a resource as we teach them to respond as opposed to react. Um, All of those things are wonderful. Anthony, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to Patrons and Partnerships. To listen to more episodes, find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. The episode in 2022, and we'll be taking a brief hiatus in January. Thank you so much to our listeners. Happy holidays and happy new year from ACLD. We'll see you in 2023.